Conversation about sex and sexuality with me. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh, this uh-huh. week, oh, 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 we have phone sex worker, yep. Leah Laronowitz. As your returning guest, I should say. Yeah. You've done some fucking great sets of Thank you. Posts. Thank you. Oh my god. They I'm write so... themselves. Yeah. What's <laughs> great is that, like, I can keep having you back because you're yep. always accumulating. It's just like, like, especially lately, for some reason, there's just been, like, a plethora of a raft, a barrage, yes. of just, like, bizarreness of another planet. You know what I mean? What's going on? Is full moon? You know what's funny is that I was just thinking this because my mom used to work for a doctor, Mm -hmm. like this doctor in this like shitty area, Hamilton. Not that I need to qualify that there's a (laughs) shitty area, but this was especially shitty. I grew up there. I can say it. I grew up in Dundas. Have we had this conversation? Maybe. Because I went to school in Hamilton. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. High school. Where'd you go? St. Mary's. St. Mary's? Mm -hmm. Right. Where'd you go? I went to Westdale. Oh, fuck yeah. There you go. What? Warriors, I think? Go Warriors? Go Warriors? West Hill Warriors? We We were the Crusaders. Oh, good God. Good Lord. Because it's Catholic, right? I get it. I get it. (laughs) I don't have to point it out. I think we had a rivalry with you, but I wasn't engaged in that because I didn't give a shit. Me neither. No. So, never mind. (laughs) So, my mom worked in an especially shitty area of Hamilton for this doctor who chain-smoked in his office all day long. And, and had, like, emphysema Gross. and shit. Like, he's, like, alternating between cigarettes and the fucking oxygen tank. And so they got a certain type of clientele at certain times. And um, my mom would sometimes come home and she'd just be like, I think it's a full moon because there's just the crazies are out. And my yeah. mom is not, like, an astrology person. She's not, yeah. like, by the signs of the moon. Like, she's a very practical woman. Yeah, not but she would, But she would claim that when there was full moons, more weirdos came out. And now I'm starting to think, maybe so. Maybe there's a bit of truth to it. I don't know. I don't know what the lunar cycles are. I'm not even paying attention, so this could be just talking on my ass. But yeah, I've been just getting people who have been especially odd Mm -hmm. and asking for especially weird stuff. Like, this one guy I had to turn down two days ago because he wanted me to shrink him down. Okay. It's a thing. Like, giant... It's a giantess type thing where you're like a giant and they're like little and you're like fee fi fo fum or some shit. <laughs> I don't know. You're like, climb my beanstalk, boy. I don't know. I don't know how it works, yeah. but it's it's something that I haven't completely gotten a grasp on. Not mm-hmm. that I ever will, but it's like a fetish. He wanted me to shrink him down, mm-hmm. put him in my toilet, mm-hmm. and then use the toilet. And I was like, this is very interesting. So you're supposed to, when they request that, you are supposed to then describe this scenario or story. Absolutely. Absolutely. Back to them, right? Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't do that one because he wanted me to piss and shit on him, and I don't do that stuff. So I was like, that's where I I draw the lines. Right. And so he got rather uppity, which I think is 
a bit rich for somebody who wants to be shit on. It's a bit precious. Yeah, it is. It is. It's like, I was very polite about it. I was very polite about his weirdness. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that, I'm sorry. I don't do that. And then he got kind of uppity. And I was just like, like, I know you're embarrassed and you should be. Right. But. <laughs> yeah, getting defensive probably. You're getting, they do. They get, sometimes they get defensive and embarrassed and they get all. Uh, they get angry or whatever. They get angry. And it's like, I can't, I said no, it's no big deal. I was very nice, but I didn't lecture you. Yeah. I didn't tell you you're psycho or yeah. anything like that. Because I don't think he is. He's just... So you... Is that just personal? They have roles for the, the service I work for. Mm-hmm. But, and that's one of the things. There's no water sports, no scat. But, I mean, there's so many girls on the thing. And they don't record. Like, some of the some of the callers get very paranoid that you are recording them. But and it's not. like, no, because then what would you have? You would have hours, thousands of hours of, of phone sex. <laughs> like, which would be... I, I don't know, you could just shove it into an archive somewhere, and then, you know, centuries from now, someone could dig it up and make it into an album. I don't know, you could, Skrillex could use it. I don't know. Does that exist as a thing that is done, though? Where it's recorded? Where it's recorded? somebody, because I kind of would be a little interested. Too. I would, too. Now that I'm talking about it, I'm thinking that that would be very interesting. I feel like there might be a market for that. I know, if you and I thought of it right now, I'm sure yeah. a thousand other people have thought of it, and... I mean, people have always tried to get me to record my calls, which is something that I would like to do because it's interesting and because why not, right? But um, in terms of like a service actually just recording every single call that they get, it's so tedious and pointless and just a waste because no one, who's listening to it, Yeah. right? Like who is sitting there like scrutinizing, like, gee, I hope that nobody, you know, did something they weren't supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if I catch you talking about water sports, you're out, Missy. Like, I don't know how they monitor i mean we we exchange messages with clients we can like like email type stuff so on the actual on site the record, that's yeah. on the record and they but. can see that whenever and so and i imagine that they they do see that so that they're just making sure that nobody's yeah they probably glance at it every now yeah and just to make sure no one's no one's doing any anything that there is against the rules sure. so that's why i don't do any shit against the rules because i'm like you're not worth losing a job over If I get caught, I'm not going to, like, oh, I got fired from my phone sex gig because I let a guy piss on me. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go there. (laughs) Why would you? Why would you? Like, I mean, some other guys that I've spoken to, they argue, they say, oh, but, you know, they don't care. Like, other other operators will do it no matter what. They don't have any taboos. They don't give a shit. And, like, maybe they can get away with it, but, like, I don't want to. Yeah. But it's ultimately kind of up to you. It is. It it is ultimately up to me because... Because I probably could get away with some stuff, right. you know? Or maybe everything. I don't know. But I don't want to. I don't care to find out. I don't care to find out. No. I used to work for a site where the only the only thing that was taboo was children. And oh, wow. so, so no, age, open, no age play. Yeah, let me tell you. And, like, talking to people who like to fuck animals is just not a worthwhile experience. Man, that would be heavy, yeah. Well, it's not so much heavy as just, like, it, there's something mind-numbing about it. They're not the brightest bulbs. Right. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> brightest bulbs in the box. There's there's two kinds of animal fuckers that I've discovered. See, this is the type of thing you discover, and it's like, do I need this information? No. No, no Not really. Does. And there's, like, people people are either into farm animals or they're into, like, pets. Right. They don't mix. <laughs> Country and town do not mix. City person, country person. Yeah, country town they don't mix. For whatever so, reason. so if you're into farm animals, that's your that's, that's your category. That's your thing. You drive out. It's like it's like a rule. 
pastoral, <laughs> bucolic experience. Yeah, or you know, you and the dog have an understanding. <laughs> Well, you do. The dog doesn't have an understanding. That's true. At all. <laughs> the dog The dog doesn't know. The dog has no fucking idea what's going on. No, the dog does not. The dog does not. <laughs> Which is why it's not legal. Yeah. It's not lawful. Yeah, because you're engaging in sexual <laughs> An animal congress provide. with, with yeah, with something that cannot explicitly say yes or no. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Right. I mean, she, yeah, he can bark I love you, but he doesn't mean it. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know what he's saying. You trained him to say that. But that's that's the that's that's what I learned. But anyways, so it's like <laughs> So talking to people about like, you know, these sorts of things, it's really not worthwhile. It's not like, oh, I could be making so much money fucking raking it in talking to water sports dudes. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's really not you could be making the same money. Yeah. Talking about stuff that's not quite as... No! Taboo. Yeah, yeah, it's taboos, right? That's yeah. what they call it, taboo. So so the site, the... That's the, the polite word for it. Yeah, that's the <laughs> other... <laughs> Icky poo-poo. Yucky. Yucky. No no's. Yucky no-nos. <laughs> Yucky no-nos. I don't think so, buddies. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like no, no rape, no children... Yeah. No, uh, or age play, as they like to call it, which is just a fucking stupid phrase for... for children. For, for being me. gross. Yeah, for, for being, being a pedophile. Yeah, but no, I'm into age play. I'm very sophisticated. Oh, right, it's like masking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, no, no, it's a thing. It's an age play. You don't get it. You don't get me. Right. I'm like, you're right, I don't, and I never... And I... <laughs> I don't care to, sir. Age play, animals, rape, water sports, scat... Um, incest. Yeah. You know, the big ones. Yeah, the big ones. Corpses. Yeah. Uh, the and, and... The dead. Because... <laughs> oh my god. Well, they don't know. Right. Yeah, okay. okay. Sure. So, yeah, I, I have to turn people away quite a bit. Yeah, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you just politely say... I just say, sorry, I can't do that. It's not allowed. And oftentimes it's met with a click. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a prompt click, which right. is fine. Which is fine. Which is fine. Or other times people will be argumentative. Like this dude. This dude was argumentative. Uh, Some people are very indignant. They're very argumentative. They'll get into, like, they'll get into, like, kind of conversations with you about, well, it's age play. Well, it's this. Well, it's, but it's not real. I know it's not real, but I don't want to do it. You know, you're, you're, you're trying to get me to do something I don't want to do and I don't want it in my head. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What do I benefit? You get to jerk off and I get to go cry. Like... (laughs) And maybe you like that, but I don't. I'm not going to volunteer for that. No, has, I don't need to cry. Has that actually ever happened to you? Or someone Where made me cry? Like it really disturbed you after, or like, yeah, it hurt you in some way. Yeah, 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 yeah. One time, uh, a guy did. I actually cried after a call. I actually really? hung up and cried, and it was not out of like. I was moved or something like that. Yeah. I was moved in a bad way. It was honestly, I think it was just my emotions. I think I was having a really shitty day. Not that particular day. Yeah, I was PMSing pretty hard, if I if memory serves. And, uh, like, that's ever... if Woe to the man who tries to get off with me when I'm PMSing. Because you... <laughs> if you're a dick... You're you're in for trouble. You're in for trouble. Yay. Because that's the other thing, too, is that your behavior isn't monitored. Like, they don't, like, you know, there's no right. one to go, like, be nice. Right. I can be as so nasty. You can do whatever. I can do whatever I want. Not that it would serve me, you know, but if someone's yeah. a dick, I can tell them off. And there's no, there's no, they can't complain. Which is great, really. Yeah, it is great. That you can. I can block them. Yeah. 
but I don't, I don't get in trouble. Right. I mean, you've never gotten in trouble for never gotten in trouble for yelling at someone. Because how would they know unless you went and told them, hey, I had this confrontation with this guy. And they really don't care. They really don't care. I the only the only things I've ever had is like if someone's ever been like a tremendous dick, Mm -hmm. I've blocked them. So you just email your support worker, Mm -hmm. which is what they're called, which is also what they call caseworkers when you when you're like. Mentally yeah, disturbed, funny. but it's like. <laughs> so you call your caseworker. I, I I email her. I call my caseworker and I say it happened again. Help! Yeah. Uh, and I just say, could you block this person? And I give oh, them okay. their their screen name and then they're blocked and that's it. They can never call you again. And um, chances are, if you're blocking them, there's other people that have blocked them. Because mm-hmm. like I only block you if you're you're really fucked up. Like you're just useless to me. So if somebody at your company has blocked them, can they call other girls? Yes. From the same company? Yes. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think that eventually, I have heard before that they can boot you off, like just definitively, like you're not allowed to use this service anymore. Service is huge. There's a lot of, a lot of callers. There's a lot of clients, a lot of workers. It's big. It's been around for like 20 odd years. How many workers? Like ballpark? Oh, shit. I'd say, oh God, it's got to be 100 100? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'd say. I'd, okay. I'd ballpark it at that. Yeah. That's my guesstimate. But that's the gay side, too. Like, that's men and women. Okay. So, and transsexuals. Okay. So, there's different categories. Yeah. So, I would say, yeah, probably about, about that. total. Yeah, I'd say. I'd say so. Maybe a couple, maybe more than that. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple hundred. It's hard to say, because there's a lot of profiles. Yeah. But, um, and people come and go. You yeah. know, it's not a job where people stick around. Yeah, it's a transient it is transient. Either you stick around for a long time or you leave pretty quick. Because it's very flexible. It is very flexible. Right? And for some people, it's not their thing. Mm. Like, they just, they hate it. Sure. They get really screwed up from it. But this one guy who made me cry, he was just like, it was the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. He called me. He was drunk as hell, which is never pleasant to deal with, <laughs> as we all know. Like, just just around. Just like, you just know, ever. when you're sober and someone's drunk off their ass or high off their ass, are they nice to talk to? Ever? Or are you going to volunteer to go sit beside that person? Yeah, and be like, "How's it going?" It's no, like unless no. unless you're their support worker, you <laughs> worker. you you won't, and you don't want to, right? You know. So he was drunk, and it's not so much that he was drunk because I've had guys called drunk before, and they're actually quite sweet, or they're quite quite like kind of sentimental or endearing. I imagine it could be amusing. It can be well, funny. It can know. be it's tedious but funny and they're harmless. But this guy was just a complete asshole. He just was he kept he wanted to be he wanted to dominate me. Mm-hmm. But he was one of these guys who was just dominant in a really mean, nasty, cruel way. Like he thinks, "Oh, if I call you names and degrade you, that's me being dominant." You know, Which is not true. It's not true at all. Because it's like, as you know, it's like, it's not about that. It's not about, like, I'm going to call you fucking horrible names and degrade you in a horrible fashion. I mean, if you work it out between two people that that's, like, that's cool and that's what you like and that's, like, your thing and the person's comfortable with it. Then sure. Then sure, okay, by all means. But, you know, to just right off the bat be like, hey, fuck pig, it's like... No. no, I don't think so, buddy. But they're but they're guys who are you know they're dominant because they hate women mm-hmm. and they, it's a way to get away with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yes, I do. Just like there's women who are submissive because they have like vic- victim issues. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's really sad. Yeah, and yeah. really fucked up. Yeah, and dealing with those guys is always just like, for the most part, I can distance myself from it because I know that they're just fucked up. It's like, you're just fucked up. I don't know what's wrong with you. You need fucking therapy. You don't know how to deal with your shit. So you've channeled it into being like, I'm a sexually aggressive man. And it's like, you're a dickhead. Yeah. 
You're an asshole. And I imagine you've accumulated some experience by now that you know oh, yeah. how to deal with this type of a dude. Most of the right? time I just fucking ignore them. Right, yeah. Or I just let them, uh, I just, I just, it's just water off a duck's back. It's just like, I don't, you can, you can yell at me, you can degrade me, it's your money, mm-hmm. and you're not really talking to me. Right. You know you're what I mean? You're just talking. You're yeah. just talking, and I'm just a stand-in for your anger towards... Yeah everybody so what are you doing just not really saying anything yeah not engaging really not not really engaging or i just or i fuck with them like some like there was this one guy he called and he was like he's like hey fuck pig and i was like hey how's it going and he's like what are you fucking wearing fuck pig and i was like oh jammies He's like, he's like, he's like, rip that off, rip that shit off of you. You don't deserve to wear clothes, do you, fuck pig? And I was like, well, it is kind of hot in here, you know. Like, it just, just fucking with them, right? And he was like, when did you first know you were a worthless slut? And I was like, right now, when you told me. The first time. Until now, I felt pretty good. So thanks for letting me know. Thanks for that. And he just kept going. Like, I thought it so He's going to hang up. Cause yeah, I'm, he thought he'd wear himself out. Yeah, well, just... it took him a while to wear himself out. But he but he was like, what's the worst sexual experience you've ever had? And obviously he's trying to go in some direction of, like, rape or violation. Or yeah. Clearly that's where he's going. And I was like, well, it's a little embarrassing, but sometimes... <clears throat> sometimes when you're with a guy, you discover he's not that well endowed. <laughs> and it's a little embarrassing. For mm-hmm. both of you. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of disappointing. And I hate saying that because it makes me feel bad, but it's true. <laughs> so he was like... Not what he wants to hear. No, no. And so then you just kept not taking I just, the bait. I just wasn't taking the bait. You I just, fighting. I wasn't doing it. I'm like, was... I'm not doing this shit. I'm not doing this, you know? You know, it's just... I just, I just did that. And then he gave me a five-star review for some unknown reason. Oh, my God. I was like... Because he kept making this sound after I would, I would, like reject you know rebuff him he would make this grunt noise like mm. and i was like what is, that? what is that i was like i like that noise you're making <laughs> yeah i was like you sound like a pig because <laughs> he kept going <laughs> and he sounded really weird and i would just say things like you sound like you're in an, a wind tunnel yeah, where are you right where now? are you right now and he's like never mind and i was like <laughs> sounds like you're in a tin closet <laughs> you're in a tin can right now. Yeah, are you in a, a porto potty? So sorry, the, so sorry. The experience you're talking about, where you it me cry? Af- where it affected you? He just, he was just. Uh, it was. It's hard to explain how sometimes people can unnerve you. Mm. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's not so much what they say; it's just how their tone or their attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all been there. Where it's mm-hmm. like you can't always explain, especially with women. Mm-hmm. Like women will sometimes have encounters with men that are just very unnerving and very menacing, Mm -hmm. and make us feel very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And it can be very hard afterwards to explain it. Mm -hmm. Like, why exactly it fucked you up? Why exactly it made you feel upset? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? It was one of those things. It's just like you're you're a menacing asshole. You have no good intentions whatsoever. It's one thing when you call somebody and, you you know, they call you and they want to, like, get off or they're turned on or they're excited or they don't have any expectations whatsoever and they're just going to let it happen. Mm-hmm. But it's another thing when someone calls you with the purpose to try to, like, hurt you or dominate Dude, you. Yeah, or just, I whoever this girl is, I don't give a shit who she is. I'm going to fucking rip her apart. I'm going to make her feel bad. I'm going to be an asshole, mm-hmm. you know. And I was annoyed that he was, like, drunk and stuff and he... He said to me, he was like, you sound like you're annoyed, and he was slurring his words, and I was like, because you're drunk. I was like, you're clearly, I was like, are you intoxicated? And he's like, yeah, I'm drunk. And I was like, it's two in the afternoon. 
He's like, well, I'm on vacation. And I was like, yeah, you're not, where? Like, that's maybe okay if you're in Jamaica and you're 21 or something, but you're like 55 and you're sitting somewhere in Baltimore, like drunk in an apartment, yeah. calling a phone sex line at two in the afternoon on a Saturday. With the intent of just... Of being a pig, of yeah. being an asshole, yeah. you know? And, uh, and I, I told him, like, I stood my ground, like, and I just said, like, I don't like how you're talking to me. I don't, like, I, I don't... You don't need to abuse me. And he's like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Like, he just kept antagonizing, like, trying to be antagonistic. And I didn't cry on the phone with him because I would never give someone that satisfaction. But it was just, like, it was just one of those seconds, it was just one of those moments where I was like, I've had enough. I can't, I'm done with this shit. You know, just, you get enough shitty callers. You get enough assholes. Well, yeah. And this guy. Same with with any job as well. You get enough jerk-offs. And at one point... Maybe he wasn't even the worst one of the bunch. Definitely but not. You just hit a point where you're just like, I'm done with this shit. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm done with it. You know what I mean? Like it's like, and I don't dislike my job at all. I like my job quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's moments where it's just like I've had enough of people's shit today. But it's like that with any job. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like even when you fucking are doing the thing that you love the most in the world. Sure. There's moments where you just hit a wall. Oh yeah. And I just hit a wall, and as soon as he he hung up on me. And, uh, and I just, I just like burst into tears promptly, like, just like, <laughs> so I was like, I think I'm going to take the rest of the day off because yeah, I can. And like, that was no good, but it's just, it's just, uh, I, I generally don't get unnerved too much by what people yeah. say. You can compartmentalize kind of. Cause it's not about me. No. Yeah. It's not about it's me. It's about them. It is. It's all about them. Yeah. And some people have a hard time with that with sex work. Like they have a hard time not being... You know, because you are just, like, an object. Yeah. You know, like, I saw this video recently of this cam girl, and I used to cam, mm-hmm. and she was saying, she was kind of saying to the to the camera, mm-hmm. it was a YouTube video, mm-hmm. she was talking about being a cam girl, and she said, you know, when you, when you come into our room, I want you to remember that we're human beings, too, and it's like, well, that's a, that's a tall order, because you're, you're really kind of there to be sort of a sex object. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean people should be nasty to you or, you know, it doesn't give anyone the right to, like, treat you like shit or degrade you or make you cry. But, you know, for that, you you don't want them to, people aren't going to call phone sex lines or go to prostitutes or, like, talk to webcam girls and be like, I see you. I see your intrinsic value as a human. Yeah, like, that's not what the agreement kind of is. No, it isn't. It isn't. It's an exchange of goods and services. Mm-hmm. The goods is... It's a business. It is. It's absolutely a business, and you're a product. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Like you're I'm, a commodity. Right? I'm a commodity, yeah. and that's totally fine by me because it's it's a job. Yeah. And, like, you're always a commodity. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you're working in a restaurant, it's like you're there to serve the brand. Yeah. You know, and that's what I'm doing. I'm serving a brand. Yeah. You know, and I'm a commodity within a brand. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a fake name, I have a fake profile, fake pictures with fake shit that's been written about what a nympho I am and all this stuff. And, right, right, you know, right. it's a cock goblin, <laughs> yeah. you know, and so that's what that's what they want. So if like, you you know, they call you and you're, you know, offended or something that they something, something real happens. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, it's interesting because I have callers who, are, you know, the regulars. So we just chat. Mm-hmm. We just have regular conversations and stuff. Because some of them just aren't into jerking off. They just want to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Maybe they jerk off later. That's my theory. Yeah. They Maybe they jerk off later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? You, you still don't know after doing it for how long now? 
Oh, years. Years off and on, right? Off and on years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to guess that they jerk off later. Yeah. There's more like an intellectual thing. Yeah. And some of them, I I don't think they jerk off, period, in their lives. They just call phone sex lines and talk to people. Interesting. Weird, right? Yeah. But some of them, they'll talk about the other girls that they've spoken to, and they'll they'll talk about how some of them are very, uh, like, they don't want to have a conversation. Like, they'll get very, like, ooh-ah very quickly. Right. And then if you want to talk to them as a person, they'll have, like, a meltdown. They won't. Yeah, they won't do it. So that's a limit for some people. Yeah, everyone has limits. Right? Everybody has a tough time. Yeah. You know? You kind of got to, but not everybody can, can handle it. Yeah, you know, it takes a specific type of a person. Sex work is hard. Yeah, sex work is really hard, no matter what you do. Yeah, and uh, I don't touch anybody. Yeah, and I've never done sex work where I've had to touch people other than lap dances. Yeah, and stuff. And it's it's like uh, I can't imagine having to touch strangers. Yeah, eh? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and even then, just like interacting with people. Yeah, because you're interacting with people through a screen, through phone. Yeah, like face to face interactions. Imagine it's still all this would just multiply. Yeah, and that's why it's really, really hard. That's why you meet sex workers are either, like, surprisingly together, mm-hmm. or they're... Just hot mess. Big, big... <laughs> yeah, there's there's really no in-between. No there's really no, no in-between whatsoever. There's either, <laughs> like, they've really got it together, you know, they just, they can compartmentalize, blah, yeah. blah, blah, or yeah. they are just a train wreck. Just... <laughs> A train wreck. And some guys love the train wrecks. Yeah, yeah. Like, they love it. They love that they're fucked up. Yeah. Because people, generally, that are, like, a little wacky, a little crazy, they're a killer in the sack, always. Oh, for sure, because they have no limits. (laughs) Yeah, because they're just... No boundaries. Yeah. No boundaries whatsoever. Yeah, and they're usually hot. No self-awareness. Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, they're just, they're unabashedly (laughs) disgusting. Yeah. They have no shame. They have no shame. Shame yeah. is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Shame you is should a, have a little shame. A little bit. But yeah, they don't. They don't. And they'll do anything, and they're aggressive, and yeah. they're, or they're, although like, you be aggressive, they've got issues, yeah. you know, like, they just are, that's why I had to stop going to, like, like be part of the fetish scene, because it was just too many highs There's and lows. Too much highs and lows. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I used to uh, go to fetish nights and stuff, and it was just, like, like for a while, and then I just was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, eh? I gotta check out. Interesting. Okay, I wanna, we gotta take a break. Okay. I wanna talk about uh, this. Yeah, yeah. Break. yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's do it. Let's uh, do it. Let's do it. Spill. Girl. Spill. What's the tea, Leah? Uh, we'll be right back <laughs> in a couple minutes with Leah Lerowitz. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I just wanted to tell you about a new publication of mine. It will be available as an ebook and an audiobook, and it is called For the Men and the Women Who Love Them. And it is both edited and narrated by the lovely Ms. Rose Carraway. This thrilling, cinematically minded anthology will be published through Amazon, Smashwords, iTunes, Audible, and Barnes and Noble. So if you have an interest in reading some sexy stories as well as supporting some amazing erotica authors, please check it out. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy the rest of the episode. Thanks so much for listening. We're back here with Leah Lorenowitz. Yup. 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 Still here in this library in with this the lovely library. fucking clown paintings. <laughs> scary clown paintings. There's two scary clown paintings on the wall staring at There's us. Three clowns total. 
Yeah, so there's... painting is two. And it looks like something serial killer would have painted. <laughs> they're both really terrifying. Why they're here, <laughs> I don't know. It's like someone had to put them up. I feel like every podcast I record in this library, we gotta talk about the clowns. Yeah, you can't well, not. You yeah, can't I know, because it's like, hello, like, you can't... <laughs> you can't not. It's like, are we not going to talk about this? Are we not going to talk about this shit on the wall? Yes. <laughs> I feel like this would have been just found in someone's garage. <laughs> yeah, these were at a garage sale somewhere. Like, someone who died of, like, a horrible bowel disease. <laughs> they were just alone. Terrible. The, so we mentioned, we mentioned before the break. Uh, you used to go to fetish nights. I did. I used yeah. to. I used to frequent the fetish world yeah. quite quite a lot, actually. So for, what kind of places would you go? Or what kind of nights? Oh God. Um. This is years ago, but it was uh, a lot of places that have now closed oh, yeah. and gentrified. Um. Okay. So I used to go down to Queen Street West. Mm-hmm. I would go to a variety of places. I'd go to. Uh, fuck, I'm trying to remember the names. Savage Garden. Which okay. was like the gothy club where okay. you go and like kids with big, big dreadlocks and like fuzzy pants would like dance with their glow sticks. Yeah, okay. So and do their gothic interpretive dance. A bit of raving. A bit of raving. Type culture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I never really like was very serious into that because I don't have the look for it. Yeah. Like it's really, it's really a dedication to shave your eyebrows every day and like draw them on in a weird line and wear contacts all the time and, and you know, go to a bar and look miserable. Yeah. You really gotta kind of put a lot of effort into it, but there was the big bop. I can't remember where they used to put this pl- this on, but it was Fetish Masquerade mm-hmm. was the big night that used to happen in Toronto, mm-hmm. and um, it was great. It was put on by this this lady named Kat, and she was just fantastic, and I used to be a circus performer. That's a whole other fucking story. Yeah, I know that. I don't think I Probably that. not. Not everyone does, but anyways, I used to be a circus performer, so... I did, like, sideshow stuff. Okay. So, like, flesh hook suspensions and, like, walking on broken glass and all that nutty shit. Yeah. So, we would, my my troupe and I, we would perform at, like, fetish nights. Okay, that so, makes perfect sense, yeah. Absolutely. But I would go anyways. Like, I started going just on my own just because I wanted to. Yeah. And it was really quite exhilarating. It was really quite fun to be, like, 21 in the city and go to a fetish night by myself. Yeah. Dressed up. You know, and it was, I remember, like, the first time I went out to a fetish night by myself, you know, and I just was like, I'm going for it. I want to go, and I don't really know anybody, and um, a friend of a friend kind of set me up with with Kat. Like, he said, oh, you know, contact Kat, tell her you're a friend of mine, and she'll put you on the guest list. And I was like, really? That's simple? So I I did, and she put me on the guest list, and I got there, and she was this, like, really pretty gothic lady you know, with the big hair and, yeah. you know, Susie and the Banshees type thing. Yeah. And she, you know, welcomed me. And I was just there by myself. Yeah. Just this little, in a schoolgirl outfit. <laughs> like, I was just, like, as as naive and wide-eyed as you could imagine. Yeah. And I went in, and I just had the best time. I just had a blast. Yay. And, um... So, like, dancing. Dancing. Like... I would dance my ass off. Yeah. I would go and just dance my ass off. Yeah. I wasn't there necessarily for picking people up. But, I mean, I did hook up with people from time to time, but it was, like, it was just so much fun to be in that atmosphere, because it's, like, people were dressed a certain way, they had a very strict dress code, Mm -hmm. Um, so it was, like, leather, PVC, um, fet gear, you know, latex, latex, chains, nothing, you know, like, stockings, boots, just a galore of crazy, crazy outfits, and people would really dress up, you know? People would really go to the nines, and they had a strict dress code, and they would have, like, um, 
it'd have themes. Mm-hmm. So there would be like, you know, school themes, mm-hmm. military, and you didn't have to dress in the theme, but if you had a special outfit you wanted to deck out and show off, then by all means. And and it was so fun, you know? And it was so great. And uh and you know, and there's there's areas, there's like areas where people are playing. So, yeah. you know, they have their scenes. So someone, you know, would maybe be getting whipped or mm-hmm. Doing whatever, you know, people would have a lot of fun, and it was a very hedonistic atmosphere. People were making out all over the place, and um, there's only one. There at the time, there was only one place in the city where you could actually have full blown sex, Sex which was Good Handies, which is like a hole in the wall near here, actually on Church, and it's just like a fun dive. Mm -hmm. Great, great, like it's a big time tranny spot. So there's a lot of transsexuals around, but there'd be hedonistic shit going on like you would not believe, like just crazy, nutty shit. And it was just like, my God, like it was like, you know, just crazy stuff people was doing. And uh, like people like Margaret Cho said, you know, gay people love to fuck because if you're persecuted for who you fuck, then you're just going to kick up your heels and fuck. Yeah. And, like, these people are kicking up their heels, heels. <laughs> and fucking. Yeah. And, like, right in front of you and yeah. just unabashedly. And they, you know, they're, they're exhibitionists and they're watching. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I was part of that world and that scene and I got to know people who were part of it, who had been there for, who were a lot older than me, mm-hmm. and who had been a part of it for a long time. I met my ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. through a fetish scene. Mm-hmm. We were together off and on for three and a half years. He's a massive dickhead, but he was like, he is, but he was a big part of the fetish scene and stuff like that, so I met a lot of other people too, and... This it, is a real community, right? It, yeah, it is. Um, it's not one I like. And not one I would, like, wish to partake in. No, and that why, was... Why, why, so why, then? There was a lot of reasons. Um, there's a... First of all, like, Fetish Masquerade got overtaken by this other guy who was a dickhead. Okay. Um, like, Kat had been doing Fetish Masquerade and putting on this great night with this great DJ and great atmosphere for years. And then, um... This other guy created Subspace, which is now, like, the big thing in Toronto for fetish shit. And the guy who runs it, I am not a fan of him for a variety of reasons. He tried to, like, stiff me on a performance fee and stuff like that. He just is not someone that I like. I know I'm gossiping, but it's just true. Right. And this isn't new information for anybody, right. you know, if, if you're in that world. If you know him, you know. Yep, you do. And um, he started Subspace, and Subspace took over fetish masquerades business and they shut down and so which was a real shame and was really sad because it was like cat was a really nice person and it's just shitty when nice people get stepped on by shitty people you know and she just had no recourse really like it was like what are you gonna do right like there's no there wasn't anything she could really do about it you know he's not gonna play fair she's not gonna stoop to that level there's nothing you can do so there's that type of stuff um And I find that with the fetish world, it's like people, it's the same with like sex work. It's like people are either really together Mm. and they get it and like they're cool and and they got their shit together or they're, they're damaged. They're, they're fucked up. And that's sad because, you know, people are always constantly fighting when they're in the BDSM world to like, you know, to fight the stereotype of, oh, I'm fucked up and that's why I need to be whipped when I, that's why I like to be spanked because I'm so fucked up. Like they, they want to fight that stereotype so hard. But the truth is, is that that stereotype exists because there are people who behave that way. Because it's prevalent in the community. Absolutely, and it's it shows. You know, it's there. Not everybody's like that. Absolutely not. Like I was always having a really great time. 
I, for quite a while, and then I just got sick of the people around. Things changed, as they do, right? I had a great time until things started to change, and people who I didn't like, who were shitty people, took over the scene. And it was like, I'm really not into this anymore. You know, I moved on. And it was like, I don't need to go to a fetish night to say I'm a BDSM practitioner. You know, like, I don't need to show up in a PVC outfit every Saturday to prove who I am. You know, it's like... That was the thing of it, was that it was like, you know, it was. It became about showing off. It became about who's more hardcore and all this shit. Mm-hmm. And it was like, but I don't want to be the most hardcore. I don't need to be the most hardcore. I'm not here to prove anything. Mm-hmm. But it becomes like a competition. It becomes like a who's the most hardcore, mm-hmm. who's the craziest, mm-hmm. who's got the nuttiest lifestyle and is just so nonchalant about it, right? But you're showing off, right? A lot of these people are very nerdy. Mm-hmm. It's a big overlap of nerd and and fetish it's a big overlap a big overlap and with renaissance fairs and horror movies and heavy metal it all they're all together in one big soup one big (laughs) smelly soup and it's super soup and it's like so a lot of them are nerdy they feel they still feel that need to i have to prove myself and because they feel like inadequate yeah yeah they feel a lot of these i think they feel insecure they've got to be the most dominant guy They've got to be the craziest guy. They've got to do the craziest thing. The girls have to be, you know, the sexiest submissive. Mm-hmm. The craziest submissive. Mm-hmm. You know, it just becomes like this pissing contest, so mm-hmm. to speak. Uh, who's the nuttiest? Who's the sexiest? Who's got the most submissives at their feet? Mm-hmm. And it, it, I started to realize in the scene, and I was sort of a part of this too with my ex-boyfriend, was that it, it's a scene of like a lot of older guys who are are preying on younger, younger women, women. Yeah. who are vulnerable. Yeah. They're vulnerable not necessarily because they're damaged psychologically. Some of them absolutely are. Some of them are just, you know, because you're new to the scene. Yeah. And you feel like you need someone to kind of guide you. Mm-hmm. And you let this guy kind of guide you. Yeah. And, you know, I did learn some things. I did learn some interesting things through my ex and whatever. That's for sure. But I didn't, you know, I, I didn't need him to be my FET guide. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't need him. It was like, there's info, you know. You don't need a mentor. <laughs> you don't need a mentor. A like, part. the Fifty Shades of Grey thing is a complete, <laughs> no, it's, no, a, it's a nonsense. Yeah. It's nonsense yeah. that I need yeah. you to show me the way sexually. It's like, no. you find your own way sexually. Like, yeah. how did this guy get there? Did he have a mentor? No, like, who was his not. fucking Yoda? Yeah. Right? I don't need my kinky Yoda. You know what yeah. I mean? You don't need a kinky Yoda. But... Yeah. But that's, but they, they sort of trick you into thinking that, sure, yeah. you know, they trick you into like, or you convince yourself that you need them. Mm-hmm. You need them to show you the ropes, literally. And, <laughs> and they get to show you off as they're submissive. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to be, you dress up, mm-hmm. you look sexy, mm-hmm. everyone admires you, mm-hmm. you know, you do, you do all that crap. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it can be fun for a while, but then it can, it can take dark turns. It can take shitty turns because then it's like, well, what happens in your private life? You know, when you're not being watched by people, mm-hmm. you know, and some people it's like, they don't know how to switch off. They don't know how to switch off being a dom. They yeah, don't know how to being a, the character. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. The persona. Then they have to control you, or they control these women's lives. Yeah. You know, they they think that they know what's best for them. Right. You know, they become so. Then it it opens the door to a lot of, you know, just like psychologically abusive situations. Okay. And it's just unhealthy. You know, like I didn't see it at the time when I was twenty one, and people were telling me, you know, you're dating a guy that's fifteen years older. That's weird. Mm-hmm. You know, what does he want with you, mm-hmm. other than the fact that you're arm candy? You know, like, you're 21, what do you have to offer, right? 
because he's older, he's got money, blah, blah, blah. He's got traveled the world experience. What do you have to offer him? And it's like, yeah, what are these guys trying to get from these younger women? Mm -hmm. And it's just a very consistent theme, you know? And then these women get older and other younger women replace them in the scene and they feel shitty, they feel inadequate and they just, you know, they stick around, they feel burned out. You know, it's just, it's sad. Yeah. It's kind of fucked up. Kind and of it's a disturbing cycle. It's a disturbing cycle because it's men who, who need someone to control women who want to be controlled, and there's no turning it off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want someone to control me in my everyday life. I don't want to be submissive in my everyday life. But some of these people, some people they, they don't know how to stop. Yeah. It becomes like an addiction. It becomes like a trap. Yeah. Like a persona that they create. That they create. Like, they create this persona, and they, they give themselves weird names. Yeah. You know, they give themselves bizarre nicknames, and then they're that person all the time. You know, on their social media, they're that name. Yes. And it's like, well, who are you? You know, yes. like, your government fucking paperwork doesn't say Lord Obsequious, you know, like, <laughs> you know, or whoever you're trying to be. It doesn't say that, you know, so, so, but they don't know how to switch off. And some of the shit, it's interesting because it's like, I have to wonder, because some of these people that I found shady at the time who I distanced myself from, I found out later that there was a good reason that I distanced myself from them, you know, like they... Dodged a bullet. I dodged a bullet, yeah, because like just one guy who, this was a story that was like in the news in the news just this week, mm-hmm. there was this one guy who was a big player in the fetish scene, he was, he was also on Degrassi at one point. Uh, Degrassi High. character do you know? Oh, he played Caitlin's, Kathleen's abusive boyfriend for about ten episodes. Oh my god, I gotta look that up. You will. Well, you just look him up online. He's all over the news. Now, He's all over it. the news. He got what arrested. He him and his wife got arrested for uh, child porn and a bunch of abuse shit. And I always thought he was a massive creep. Yeah. And I always thought the relationship with him and his wife was massively creepy. Yeah. Um... And I knew, I was right, and he was good friends with my ex, who was probably pretending right now that he doesn't know the guy, Mm. because that's probably what he's done, because I I guess that's what you do. But she was one of these girls, she was the same age as me when she got involved with him. Mm. I'm not saying that he, like, you know, made her do all this shit or whatever, but at the time, she was just, like, she was literally, he would call her doll. Like, she was just literally nothing. Like, she was just... Yeah, I don't think I ever spoke to her. Yeah, it was like, I don't know what the hell's going on behind those eyeballs. What are you doing with this guy who's like 16 years older than you, who has the grossest teeth I've ever seen in my life? You're like this six foot tall blonde bombshell, and you're, you know, all done up. Like, any you could get any guy you want at any time, and you're just with this utter creep. Well, you date your self-esteem, right? Yeah. You got it. You got it. And that's so prevalent. That's so prevalent. It's just people don't have their their psyches in check. You know, and um, I think it's really, really dangerous to get involved in something extreme like BDSM, where you're giving people permission to hit you, or you're giving yourself permission to hit other people, or be degraded, or, or be degraded, or humiliated, or engage in potentially painful, potentially it doesn't have to be painful because not everyone's into that, but it's like mm-hmm. potentially intense Scenarios. sexual play when you are not psychologically all there yeah. for whatever reason. Because I was going to say, like, this type of a dynamic is everywhere, in any workplace. It totally is, yeah. But obviously... It's just a microcosm. Yeah, it's... Obviously, it's more... Perhaps more prevalent in this scene because of that. Because yeah. this de- power dynamic exists yeah, already. It, yeah, so... You just so, slot right in there. And it's, and it's a world of make-believe. 
Yeah. So it's easy to hide your problems yeah. in inside of the world of make-believe, inside of the world of, oh, but it's a game. Yeah. Oh, but it's sex play. Yeah. Oh, but I'm Lord this, and you're whatever, whatever. Everyone has yeah. nicknames, and everyone is not real, and everyone is dressed up. And so it's giving them permission. To giving be some... themselves permission to act that way. And... Yeah, and it's interesting because I look back, and it's just like I never felt like I wasn't me, you know? Yeah. Like I wasn't. Like, yeah, I would dress up, and I was, you know, had my stupid nicknames and, like, was performing literally on stage. Mm -hmm. But I still felt like me, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, I still didn't, I didn't feel like, oh, this is, I felt like an extension of myself Mm -hmm. rather than a compartment of myself. This character. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and I just, I just, uh, I, you know, I was, at the time I was, uh, it really is about, like, go with your instinct, because it's like, if you're disturbed by somebody, if you're disturbed by someone's behavior, there's a reason for it, yeah, you know. It's probably it, a very good reason. There's probably a very good reason for it, you know. And it's like, and you know, I was a lot younger, a lot less mature, a lot more fucked up, as we all are when we're younger and partying and doing all that oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then the and it comes with all of the shit that it comes with, you know. A lot of drug usage. Mm-hmm. I never really partook, um, but a lot of people around me did. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it, it comes with all that stuff, mm-hmm. and so it's it's hard to gauge what's really going on. Mm-hmm. But if you feel uncomfortable. You know, it just is like... Do something. Do something. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, many women want to be polite. Or they don't want to be rude. They don't want to make waves. They don't and in to... the world of BDSM, it's about not being sexy. Yeah. Speaking up is not sexy. Wow. Yeah. You know, defying is not sexy. Right, right. Right. It's like, oh, that's not sexy to, you know. And that's too bad, you know, because it should always be about, you know, safe, sane, consensual. But that's not always adhered to not at all not at all and i meet i met like people who were like big names like big players within that world Mm -hmm. you know without outside of it they're nobody 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 fucking knows it's just the same everywhere i'm sure in every city there's like a bdsm scene where there's like the big people and the big players they've just been around a long time Mm -hmm. they've stuck it out for as long as possible i don't know they won't leave. So <laughs> they are telling them to. Then yet they, they won't. They just stuck around for so fucking long. And so it's like, it's gospel what they say, you know, or how they feel, or their behavior is never questioned. And it's like, why not? Because I would find their behavior weird. I would be, and I, if I'm finding your behavior weird and I walk on broken glass professionally, then... <laughs> That maybe says something about what you're doing, you yeah. know? Like, I would find their behavior alarming sometimes, yeah. you know? And these people would, they talk about, you know, BDSM, and it's really their thing, and their, their it's their identity, and da-da-da-da-da-da, right. and all this crap. And then they would do things, and it would be like, that's really disturbing, mm-hmm. you know? Like, that's disturbing that you... Sounds like it's all just about, like, justify, justify, justify to yep. yourself. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. And if I'm right, don't question me. Like, I'm an expert on this shit. Yeah. And so, like, they're self-styled experts. Of, yeah, oh, always. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And there's some people who are great, you know, who are, like, they know their shit, their minds are together. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have distanced themselves from the scene as well, mm-hmm. and they just do their thing, whatever that is, you know, yeah. doms or whatever. They become they just, professionals. Yeah, 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 they're professionals. They, yeah. Lead, they lead their own lives. Yeah. They do their own shit. Yeah. I'm sure they have their own whatever behind their own closed doors. That's the thing, too, is that it was like, I guess I had, I had it in my mind. It's like, well, if you're in a BDSM, then you gotta go to the parties, and mm. you gotta you gotta walk around in rubber underwear in front of everyone. And it's like, no, you, no, don't. you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Sex lives can be private, and most sex lives are private. And they are for 
great reason, you know? <laughs> for great reason. You can do it in private. But yeah, and then I, I so I left it and I haven't gone back and I don't think I will. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think about going to an event or something and mm-hmm. maybe I will. I mean I used to perform at like North Bend Leather's big fetish thing that mm-hmm. they do every October and whatever, and I haven't gone in years. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just didn't need to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, yeah. And then, and I learned a lot. Yeah. And then it just got to the point where it was like, I don't really want to be around these people. Hey, well, that's your prerogative, right? Yeah, yeah. So, sometimes scenes get dark, you know? Yeah. Sometimes shit gets dark, and it's like... It's real. Shit gets real. <laughs> she gets not. real. <laughs> Leah, we... Have, I could listen to you forever. <laughs> I really could, man. Like, this episode has flown. Well, I just... I gotta have you back. Like, I know. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> I'm not quitting my job, so <laughs> there'll be more you. toilet tales. Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> Look at the one anecdote you had. <laughs> a guy in a toilet. Where you shrink him down and poop on him. Yeah. Um, Leah, you're at the next bed post. I am, and I'm so I'm so excited. That I'm is so on excited. September twenty third. Yes. 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 Um, I'm so I'm so pumped. Yeah. I I'm just so it'll just be a matter of like what stories to tell. Yeah, just editing it down. I know. I know. I know. I know. And not. I know. I know. It'll be tricky, but uh, it'll be good. It'll You're be just good. so good up there. I can't <laughs> fucking wait to see what you got for us. Oh, the pressure's on. I love it. <laughs> uh, let our listeners know what else you have going on. Uh, you got your blog, right? I have a blog. Mm-hmm. I have a blog. It's called I Am a Phone Sex Operator at blogspot.com. Yep. You can look it up under my name as well, Leah Laronowitz, which is a, such a terrible long name, but if <laughs> but you, you can try, you can try, and Google will correct you and put you in the right place. I hope, or else you'll just end up in some Polish lady's <laughs> website. <Blog. laughs> so, some Polish. <laughs> okay, amazing. Um, Leah, which you. is my blog, Polish Ladies Vlog. Hey. There you go. It's your secondary vlog. Yeah. Yeah, Polish ladies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just pictures of them. <laughs> Leah, thank you so much. Thank you oh for having God. me. Oh, man. Always my pleasure. We'll have <laughs> thank you back. You. Yeah. Um, everyone, this has been Leah Laronowitz. It has been. It's been her. And... Sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Erin Pym, and this has been the Bedpost Podcast. Thank uh, you. Thank you so much. If you want to find out more about the Bedpost Stage Show, we do that at the third Friday of every month. The exception is this September. We're doing it on the fourth Friday. Um, please go to our Instagram page. We're just on there. We're posting a lot of fun stuff. We're on Facebook as well. Um, you can go on Lipson. You can go on iTunes. Bedpost is everywhere. It's okay? everywhere, people. Don't, um, don't la- front. Don't, yeah. Uh, and last but not least, Stephanie Copeland does all the mm-hmm. music for our podcast. And she is amazing. She is amazing. She's on Facebook as well. Um, and she's got her own website, Steph Copeland Music. I have her CD, Public Panic, and it's amazing. <gasps> yes, I do too. And you know what? I keep it displayed in my apartment. The art is so beautiful. Yeah. Girl kicks ass. Check her out. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. And thank you, Leah. Thank you, Erin. Bye, everybody. Bye.